1: Well, good morning and welcome to Direct Line. This is Stephanie, and we are missing Greg Taylor this morning. He gone. He out of here. He is at Ozark Christian College for a conference, I believe. Yep. Not that he's speaking, he's attending it. And uh, so I am flying kind of solo on my own, hosting Direct Line this morning. I'm glad you've joined us this morning. And I decided... To do something different, pull in some of my favorite people. Now, Terry, good one. You have done this with me many times. Yes, thanks for having You've me. You've co-hosted, today, so you're my you're my security blanket That's since right. Greg we'll is not here. We'll be good. But then I pulled in a good friend and Direct Line sponsor, Bean Han. Welcome, Bean. You've been on Direct Line many times. Glad to be here. And then I decided to invite my mama. <laughs> <laughs> so my mom, Marsha Wilkinson, has decided to join us this morning. And I really just thought, let's shoot the breeze.
2: That's right. She's the best. Forget all the rest.
1: Well, Terry, I think that's funny because you, at one point a couple years ago, called me grandma.
2: That's right. I am
1: not old enough to be your kid's grandma. Uh, Mm. No, I'm not. I'm not. But um, my mom is old enough to be your kid's grandma. So I just thought it'd be fun to do something different and pull in some of the favorite people in my life, and let's talk about you guys. Terry, I want you to give us an update. You are at DAC. You're the Dean of,
2: dean of Adult Education Adult
1: Education at uh, DAC. Tell us what is going on um, You know, as the school year kind of starts to wind down. I know it's just February, but
2: uh, we're One of the great things about working at DAC is we're always looking towards the future. So while we have a lot of students that are finishing up their degrees mm-hmm. or, or uh, this week we already had a student get their GED and complete their high school diploma we're nice. really excited about that. So we're constantly working on those things, but we're also looking to the future. And one of the big things we're looking at is our partnership with our local high schools. Okay, And um, I'm working with our grants team and the the schools to just find ways we can offer more opportunities to the students at the high schools. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's some technological advancements that have happened uh, called HyFlex that uh, is a great opportunity for students to attend classes at DAC while still at their home high school. Mm -hmm. Removes the travel, travel barrier that they're facing Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's a big part of what I've been working on out there. Uh, I'm excited to see it roll out kind of this fall and get some students engaged. Uh, I have a meeting today with all the principals at our local schools and just working out some details and figuring out if this is the best direction for us all to go. Nice, But it's a great opportunity. And it's also using our resources wisely because when we have opportunities with grants to expand opportunities for students, it doesn't just affect the students in high school because then we can add programs for for students that are adults as well mm-hmm. and provide for them. It's really, really that's the goal of Dan Valeri Community College is to be able to offer more opportunities for people to take their next step.
1: That's awesome.
2: And I always compare that to the church where we're always looking to provide people with their next step. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, the, the two work hand in hand in many ways mm-hmm. in the community because when it says Dan Valeri Community College, it's truly focused on the community.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, you talked about how it kind of you know looks like the church in some ways, next steps. And so t- talk about your next step that you're going to be taking soon at Crossroads Christian yeah. Church.
2: so I'm excited that uh, earlier this, well, last month, mm-hmm. uh, the decision was made at Crossroads Christian Church here in Danville mm-hmm. that Miles Clark, the preacher, he's been on direct line many times, yep. is retiring next January and I will be replacing him as the teaching pastor at Crossroads Christian Church. So in August, I will... Uh, start working along with Miles there, mm-hmm. and uh, in next January he will retire, so I'll take over. But it, I am going to be remaining at Danville Area Community College, okay. so uh, it'll be a vi- bivocational situation <laughs> where I'll work at both places and be able to provide the teaching on Sunday morning. They have a great team there: Robbie Ketcherside, Aaron Zickmund, mm-hmm. um, Kathy, Kathy Robinson, and. Tegan Goodwin, my son, I can't forget him. <laughs> I was going to say, you better mention yeah. Tegan. <laughs> but uh, they're, they're doing a great job, and I believe that God's put us in this place for this time, and I'm excited to yeah. see where it goes. Well,
1: that's very exciting. Well, Mom, I want you to talk a little bit about your journey in education. You spent some time out at DAC, actually, but tell me where you got started um, you know, and what you're doing now in the world of education. I've been
3: in education for a long time. I knew when I was a child that's what I was going to be, and I chose to go into what was called special education at that time. Mm -hmm. Since then, I've decided that I believe all education should be special. Not just yeah. limited to a certain group. back in uh, when I graduated from college, there were five little schools out in the western part of the county that had formed a co-op so that they could provide
2: mm-hmm.
3: uh, resources for their special ed. and i I got to establish that program and teach, and it was located in Oakwood Elementary School. Mm-hmm. After I finished there, uh, I went to First Baptist Christian School here in Danville and taught, Kindergarten and first grade for a long time. Did that kindergarten circus, and it was good. It was good (laughs) for me.
1: You guys, it was actual circus. She's not calling the class a circus. She actually did a circus where the kids dressed up in an animal outfit and they did oh, their nice. circus skills or whatever. It was the big event of the year. <laughs> and wonderful. I still have children or young people. That, well, they're not
3: young anymore, but they come up to me and they say, do you remember me? Do you remember what I was at kindergarten circus? I don't even know who they are. <laughs> I try not ever to say, well, I looks like you were the fat lady. But I don't, oh, <laughs> I don't say that, of course. And then I did go to DAC. I taught the pre-GED at DAC. And what a a difference going from First Baptist Christian School going into that program. But boy, it was good for me. What a chance to Mm -hmm. witness out there in that program. And I was glad to do that. And then I went to Covington Elementary School and taught special ed there, finished there. um, When I was called to... Uh, testify against a fellow teacher. I thought, th- I didn't sign up for this. This mm-hmm. is enough. And that's when I resigned and thought, what am I going to do now? I knew I still had some good years left. And so I was approached uh, by some people and saying, would you tutor my child? Would you tutor my child? So I do private tutoring in my home, and I find it really, really uh, beneficial for them mm-hmm. and for me because it keeps me in touch with young people. It lets me see a little bit of what's still going on in the public school. But there's nobody looking over my shoulder. Mm-hmm. And with my background in special education, I'm not afraid to develop a program that's suited for each child and I tell parents when they first bring their child to me for tutoring when you come in to pick up your child you may see us doing something that's outside the box and I said sometimes we are so far outside the box you can't see the box (laughs) because these are children who obviously were not they weren't getting it in the regular classroom they needed something different and so my goal is to teach children how to learn 'Cause if you know how to learn, you can learn anything you want to. Mm-hmm. And so we sit at my dining room table and we we work. But we have a good time. When too. you say
1: you do things out of the box, I mean I've seen you like sometimes you're having a kid bounce a ball or throw a ball while they're doing something else. They're learning to do multitask or to, learning to be distracted yes. and work under a distraction. Yes. So is that what you're talking about when you're talking that about outside kind of, of the thing. Box? Yes, that kind of
3: thing, which in a regular classroom you would not have time to mm-hmm. do. Right. It would not be part of your curriculum. We do toss a ball back and forth a lot of time because I'm trying to work on fluency because to be a good reader mm-hmm. you have to be fluent and these children usually are not so we pa- pass that ball back and forth and you can't stop and go uh <laughs> because if you're saying uh, if you're counting by threes and I say three and you say six and I say nine and you go uh <laughs> then we start over again mm-hmm. because I mm-hmm. want fluency
1: and there are ways to develop that mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so you deal with a lot of Maybe at-risk kids—they're not getting it in the classroom. Mom and dad are frustrated. They don't know how to help them at home. And when I say at-risk, we're not talking dumb kids. No, we're you're not. talking smart That's children. Right. That's right. Mm-hmm. T- tell me—is that—is that correct? Yes. And all children—you have to figure out how they learn
3: because they do not all learn the same way. Mm-hmm. But in a classroom, a teacher has to present something material just in one way. Right. They have—they have a curriculum they have to get through. I don't have that. I can find out what the child is interested in, design a lesson around that interest. Mm -hmm. My goal, and I think I meet it pretty well, is that every time a child leaves after a tutoring session, they feel good. Mm -hmm. They feel good because they've been successful. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. these are the kids who, in a regular classroom, have not been successful for a long time. Mm -hmm. Marcia, you
2: you said that you uh, taught pre-GED, and a lot of the work with at-risk students you have now is very similar to that. Do you, do you find yourself as an educator being more of a motivator than a teacher a lot of times?
3: I'm a cheerleader.
2: Yeah. I'm a cheerleader. That's what I've found as well. Yes. And it's that opportunity to just let them see what they can do as much as teaching them what they can do. That's right. So that's, that's great that you're doing that. I appreciate that. Oh,
3: it just, it's, I don't know how long the Lord will let me do this. I don't know when he'll say, okay, you're done. But as long as I can be effective, and I was talking this over yesterday with a student. I've had him for quite some time, and he's just made remarkable progress. And he asked me what I was going to be doing today, and I told him, and he's listening. Oh. <laughs> and... Um, he, he said, if, if it hadn't been for you, he said, I wouldn't be where I am today. Mm-hmm. But I thought to myself, if it
1: hadn't been for you, I wouldn't be where I am either. <laughs> right, right, it's, right, a, right. it's a mutual thing. You have a relationship with these kids and their parents okay. and grandparents. I mean, it's like a family thing. So
3: they're very yeah. comfortable yeah. and safe mm-hmm. at my table. Mm-hmm. Safe. No one's going to criticize them. Mm,
4: no doubt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, well,
1: let's shift to Bean. Um, Bean, you are in the tank wash business, which I when I met you, I'm like, what is the tank wash business? I had no <laughs> idea what you did. Tell us quickly what you do and how is the business. And here's the question that Terry thought you know, was a dumb question that I was asking you. The rest of us are paying high prices at the grocery store for product. You're on a different end of it, washing out the the tanks right? and he just rolled his eyes at me so explain no, that no,
4: I, I mean <laughs> we just had these two very eloquent talks from these great educators and I'm thinking I, you know I'm trying to figure out how to slide that I love baguettes into the Conversation well, and baguettes
2: just, are an important
4: piece. Well, I wanted to do it before the you grocery. Right, sure. Okay, so System. I
1: said throw the word baguette in today, and they yeah. did. But my point was, I went to buy baguettes last night, and they were seven ninety nine for two little baguettes, right. so I didn't buy them.
4: Yeah,
1: high prices. Does that trickle down to your business? It
4: trickles down to every business. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. And you have to be uh, uh, creative. Sometimes it hurts my my small operators. Uh-huh. You know, I've got I've got. Guys that are just, they just have one truck, uh-huh. and they really suffer, where I've got other companies that have, you know, 200 fleets, trucks. Fleets, yeah. Yeah, fleets of trucks. And and so, you, you know, you have to be careful because you need to treat everybody the same, but at the same time, you want to take care of your little guys so that they don't, sure. you know, fall through the cracks. So I would say everything's a trickle down. We do our best not to contribute to that, mm-hmm. because I think... Um, it's kind of like a snowball rolling downhill, and people kind of take advantage mm-hmm. and take you know things where they don't need to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe that's an anticipation of where they're going to go, and they're trying to get ahead of it. Maybe you know best case scenario, but we don't we don't do that. We do what we need to do to survive. Take care of my guys, take care of the the business, mm-hmm. and take care of our customers mm-hmm. and 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 let it go from there yeah. well
1: i sure when i'm driving on the highway now and i see these big trucks i think of them a little bit different because i think oh that has to get washed out and cleaned and
4: we see a lot of our customers on the road for yeah, sure yeah, yeah for
1: sure well hey let's do this let's take a break and when we come back we're going to talk about some current national events that probably greg would not think are worthy of talking about but i find them interesting so we get to talk about them today we'll be right back after this break
5: IPC.
0: Hans Tankwash is proud to support the Women's Care Clinic. Let's hear now from Interim Co-Director Mariah Hansen.
4: Women's Care Clinic in Danville provides the love and support every woman deserves during pregnancy. The best news is all our services are free. Free pregnancy tests, free ultrasounds for pregnancy confirmation, and even free consultations with medical professionals. And that's not all. We offer parenting education, mentoring for moms and dads, and help with adoption planning. We also work closely with many community agencies for all the support our families need. More than anything, Women's Care Clinic offers hope, compassion, and care to our clients of every age and background. We'd love to have you join us. To learn more, volunteer, or make a gift, visit danvillewcc.org or call 217-431-0987. Women's Care Clinic in Danville changing lives one decision at a time.
0: Robinson Chiropractic wants you to know that you're never too young or old to benefit from chiropractic care. Robinson Chiropractic can help increase your mobility and range of motion. Plus, regular alignments just make you feel better. Come get acquainted today. Robinson Chiropractic is located at the corner of Vermillion and Poland Road in Danville, also in Hoopston, Westville, and Watsika. Make an appointment today at robchiro.com. That's R-O-B-C-H-I-R-O dot You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN.
1: Well, Welcome back to Direct Line. Again, I'm glad to have my mom with me, Marcia, my friend Bean, and Terry Goodwin, uh, and a regular with us on Direct Line. Hey, Terry, why don't you let our uh, listening audience know who our sponsors are? Because we could not do Direct Line without them.
2: Absolutely. We, uh, we want to thank Don and Deanna Witzel with McDonald's, Chris and Dacia Robinson with Robinson Chiropractic, Bill and Mary Lou Knight with Lakewood Insurance, the Darbies at Sunset Funeral Home and the team at Hans Tankwash, and also Dean and Gina Crandall with Morgan Stanley.
1: That's right. Well, so some current events. Last week in the state of Michigan, a mother, Jennifer Crumbly, was convicted on four counts of involuntary manslaughter, one for each student that her son killed in Michigan's deadliest school shooting. And so here's the question I have for you guys. We're all parents of grown children. How do you feel about this latest guilty verdict, and what do you think should be her punishment? Who wants to take that and run with it?
4: I think it's a horrible, horrible precedent. I think outside of a parent actively fomenting hate and directing their children to go do awful things, uh, to hold anybody responsible for the actions of somebody else is a very, very dangerous road to go down.
1: Slippery slope. It's terrible. Terry?
2: Well, I definitely think uh, parents play a key role in the decisions their their children sure. make but we also see the fact that even when when we see somebody that we think is is a great parent the the child can still make some difficult and terrible choices sure. and so many times when we try to blame a parent or blame anyone for somebody else's actions it's it's a it's a downward spiral i i don't think it's a good precedent to set um I think there's there's definitely room for conversation and counseling and work with the entire families but we we can't hold the parent responsible for that decision that was made. Some
1: people may say well they bought him again. They should never have done that. But both of you said your parents bought you guns when you were younger. That's right yeah.
4: absolutely. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, that's a guns a tool. Yeah. I mean that's yeah. not the yeah. the gun didn't kill anybody.
1: So mom, what do you think the punishment will be? What I mean, what do you anticipate happening? Do you think they'll go fairly easy on her, or do you think it'll be harsh, or we'll just wait and see? I think
3: it'll be harsh. I'm afraid it will be harsh, and I'm afraid we are on that slippery slope. Mm -hmm. Mm
2: -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. Here's another cultural event. Terry, you have been extremely active at the Danville Rescue Mission over the years. Is it still called the Rescue Mission?
2: It's called Vermilion Community Restoration. I thought so, so
1: it has changed its name. Um, So there's an article about um, a pastor in Ohio um, and this Ohio city has dropped criminal criminal charges against the pastor, he has a, he has an around-the-clock ministry to the homeless in the city of Bryan, Ohio. And they have, uh, you know, charged him. Um, I'm not sure what the exact charge was. Like, he wasn't following, I don't even know exactly what they're saying guidelines he did wrong. Guidelines or, you know. So he you, had
2: code violations. Yeah,
1: code violations. Maybe they didn't have fire alarms or right. who, who knows. Yeah. I don't know. But— what What do you think about this church's philosophy of addressing the homeless problem in their, in their community? At least they're doing something I, I, And it, should they be punished because they maybe didn't follow every code in the book?
2: I think it's great to to see them stepping up to meet a need because we all recognize that there's a need for the homeless population, right. uh, specifically here in Danville. So and this didn't happen in Danville, but when i when I look at the, our community and think if a church is willing to step up, Instead of giving code violations, I hope there was conversation first, because I mm-hmm. recognize here in our community that if you're working with the homeless population, the city's not going to walk in and tear you apart uh-huh. for for your violations or things like that. Instead, they're going to talk to you about them and try to help you mm-hmm. figure out a way to resolve the problem. Mm-hmm. Because if there are safety issues in the building they're in, absolutely somebody needs to speak up about that. Yeah. because. They did
1: have police calls related to church activity for problems such as criminal mischief, trespassing, theft, and disturbing the peace. And what I thought was interesting is they're running this, and it says we have two volunteers who watch over things. I'm thinking two volunteers watching over things. And that could go very badly.
2: It's another situation like with uh, Vermilion Community Restoration here in town. Mm-hmm. It's not as simple as just throwing a volunteer in there. We no. have to have people that are experienced and working with the population and understand the needs, understand the boundaries that have to be set. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not as simple as just saying, oh, the doors are open. Come on in. Do whatever you want and then walk in the door. Right. There, there has, It has to be a safe place for all those involved. Mm-hmm. And that's that's maybe where things got a little off track with this. Uh, I'm still a little concerned about, you know, the code violations being thrown at them, but we don't know the conversation that went before it.
4: Right. Yeah, and I think it's important, though, that the church live up to the same standard that the rest of the community has to, sure. has to live up to, be it a recreation center or a pool hall. or a a church we need to be setting the example for For the community i
1: do commend this church though that's a Uh bold step to take to have a Mm 24-hour ministry in your building to homeless people so i hope they get it all worked out and they can keep going let's talk about what happened down in uh, texas about a week and a half ago being you're on the security team at second so the recent shooting at joel osteen's lakewood church it seems to me very odd to bring your young child with you to go shoot up a church.
4: Bring your daughter to work day.
1: Wow. Right. I mean, the child was injured, shot by a security guard. She right. was killed. Another man, she shot another man. Right. Um, you've probably been to churches of different sizes throughout your years. Why is a security team important for churches of any size?
4: I think, uh, unfortunately, today I think it's hugely important. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we've got to keep our, we have to keep our people safe um and we're it's a crazy time. I mean, it's just a crazy world that we're living in. Um, but I, I I also believe, and this is our philosophy at our church, is less than a security team. We're a de-escalation team mm-hmm. because ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the time, a kind word and a hand on an elbow mm-hmm. will de-escalate just about anything, mm-hmm. unless you have someone busting through the doors like this lady who's yeah. just intent on. On causing havoc.
1: I would say there are, obviously, you have some mental health issues when you take a gun anywhere and start shooting, but when you take your kid with you, that is an extra layer of, just odd to me.
2: It is. It is. And you know, Stephanie, you and Greg are really focused on looking at the events of today through a lens of faith. Mm -hmm. And I think as we bring up the name Joel Osteen, there's Mm -hmm. some, it can spark some people's triggers mm-hmm. um some people really like him some people don't uh but that's not what matters in this situation no, because not. this this is a, a terrible situation no matter where it happens and that it happened at, at joel steen's church is is a horrible horrible thing and we 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 pray for them we hope mm-hmm. that uh as they work through this, that, that God will provide healing for them.
1: Absolutely, let's move on. According to US News and World Report, the state of Illinois is ranked number 12 in education. The state of Indiana, where my mom and I live, is ranked number 17. And just for your information, Florida, where my grandkids are, is ranked number one. So mom, you know, what are you seeing in the world of education that could be a negative? And I'm not saying that you're, you're saying the teachers are doing this badly, but what is a negative? And what it maybe is a, a positive that you see in education?
3: And let's make it quick. <laughs> uh, the negative is simply that I think in teaching, they're not teachers really don't have time to teach, and and there are too many restrictions placed on them, too much to do, too much paperwork. Mm-hmm. If they could just get down to the basics mm-hmm. again and mm-hmm. teach teach the fundamentals, so that we produce mm-hmm. children who are ready to go out and be productive. Mm-hmm. And so, what do you? Is there anything positive that you see today? There are good teachers there mm-hmm. that are doing their very, very yeah. best. There yeah. are Christian people in public schools mm-hmm. that are there and have a positive influence. I'm thankful for that.
1: Mm-hmm. Terry, your thoughts quickly.
2: The the biggest thing for me is for a positive is kind of what Marcia said, that There's opportunity if people are willing to think outside the box. There's opportunity if if teachers are willing to try. But there's so many limitations Mm -hmm. in the classroom. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So many limitations. We, we, We experience it at DAC as well that so many instructors are bound by a certain subset of students that that pull them away from being able to educate mm-hmm. across the board mm-hmm. and and that's a real challenge sure
1: being speak quickly to public higher education both of our kids attended public universities for mine it wasn't a positive experience he didn't get a great education um, he got into alcohol and drugs and he eventually had to just get out and you know i think mom you know your generation raised me. You start college, you finish college. But I was glad that he bailed and yeah. got out of there because it wasn't good for him. Yeah, can you I, speak I think to
4: something. Unfortunately, especially my two oldest ones, a doctor and mm-hmm. one went to Virginia Military Institute, which got the best education you can possibly get. Mm-hmm. Um, so for them, on the educational side, it was positive. Mm-hmm. On the social side, I would say what we've been hearing and seeing about the indoctrination of our mm-hmm, children, mm-hmm. I believe it. Mm-hmm. I've lived it, mm-hmm. um, and it scares the it scares me yeah. because we're That's behind it. the we're yeah. behind the curve on this. Yeah.
1: Well, let's go to break, guys. And when we come back, we're going to talk about CR and grief share. Uh, these are ministries of uh, local churches, and we want to give a shout out to those ministries. Uh, we'll be back right after this break.
5: This is Deanna from the Witzel Family McDonald's. Our family and staff enjoy being a part of your family's lives. From a stop at McDonald's on your way to work or planning a lunch with friends or coworkers, we understand you, you need quick,
0: quick and, and friendly friend- service with hot and fresh food. I'm Don Witzel. We strive to fill that need every day. Whether you're, you're on, on, your on your way, way home, home
2: from school or work, the Witzel Family McDonalds are waiting to serve you an afternoon snack or family dinner. This is Rob Witzel, along with my wife Haley. We're thrilled to We're now be serving, serving
0: our, our customers cup. in Covington, Indiana. As a member of the family, we're We're proud proud of the the team's
5: team's commitment to all of our customers and communities of the Whitzel Family McDonald's in Covington, Danville, Georgetown, Hoopston, and Oakwood. This is Jason Spencer, along with my wife, Katie. We invite you you to stop stop by by your your favorite favorite Whitzel Family McDonald's today. At McDonald's, we're a part of every community. Now is a great time to join the Whitzel Family McDonald's team. Competitive compensation, flexible hours and locations across the area make McDonald's a smart choice. Apply today at McHire.com, that's mchir Joining the Whitzel Family McDonald's team is only a click away.
6: Lakewood Insurance Agency can fulfill your farm and business insurance needs. As a result of our expertise in the insurance industry, we carefully examine your current coverages and recommend options best for your operation. Whether we insure you domestically or directly with Lloyd's of London, Lakewood has the experience to provide the best insurance for you. Service is most important in our agency, Bill and Mary Lou Knight and Justin Silver have your best interests at heart. Find Lakewood Insurance Agency on Facebook or call 217-260-5647.
5: You know it's easy to make promises, the hard thing is keeping them. Sunset promises to carry your load at a most difficult time. To the communities they serve, they promise to be there for your children, your churches, and your organizations. Sunset promises to help our veterans. They will support them with the same level of commitment these veterans had as soldiers defending our freedom. I'm Judy Fraser, and if you're looking for a family that keeps their promises, I would suggest you make just one phone call, Sunset Funeral Homes and Cremation Centers.
0: You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN.
1: And welcome back to Direct Line. We kind of covered some national current events, but there is a local current event coming up actually this Friday, and uh, it's you know today is or this month is black history month and there's going to be a juneteenth celebration with the film documentary february 23rd this friday night at new life church of faith terry you're attending why are you going why yeah, is it important to go i'm
2: excited to go mm-hmm. i know uh, nathan lenstro with the hope center yep. is partnering with pastor miller at new life church of faith and gonna put this out there to kind of to explain from the faith perspective much like direct line explaining something that maybe a lot of us don't understand so i'm excited to go understand where june Juneteenth, t- juneteenth began uh-huh. and the purpose behind it mm-hmm. and really understand our community better
1: yeah so i encourage our listeners if that's something you want to learn more about get there on friday night and uh watch that okay terry update us on celebrate recovery we talk about it all the time why right. is it important and why do we keep pushing it
2: celebrate recovery is for anybody with hurts habits and hang-ups mm-hmm. uh which if you haven't noticed is all of us right (laughs) Uh, so there's an opportunity for you to come out on Tuesday nights at six o'clock we have a we have a teaching or a testimony every Tuesday night and it's an opportunity for us to hear from local people Mm -hmm. we we gather together last night uh, a staff member from second Tobin has taught Mm -hmm. and Tobin did a great job he's Mm -hmm. been running tech for us at celebrate recovery for several years Mm -hmm. and now has started expanding and jumping into the teaching rotation Mm -hmm. we're thankful for that but he was talking about just being willing to admit what's, mm-hmm. what we're struggling with, right. admitting the things in our life. When we come to Celebrate Recovery, one of the, the biggest things we encourage people to understand is that this is a safe place mm-hmm. and what we hear here stays here. What we say here stays here. That means if you open up and share a struggle that you're facing, mm-hmm. nobody's supposed to go out and talk about That's it. Right. Nobody's supposed to go out and put it on social media mm-hmm. and things like that. Mm-hmm. This is supposed to be an opportunity for you to work through things and grow your relationship with God mm-hmm. because he's the one that can provide the healing. And we, we've seen it continue to to move forwards for years now. Things are going really well. We've, we have an opportunity. We have a partnership with the VA. Several guys are coming mm-hmm. on Tuesday nights, mm-hmm. and we're really pleased with that. We're very passionate about the opportunity we have to partner with them at the VA and to continue. Continue to offer the opportunity for recovery each and every week.
1: Wonderful. Mom, grief share is going to be starting at First Baptist in Covington. That's where you go to church. And I will say this um, Second usually offers a, seg- a round of grief share. We don't have one starting soon. So, Covington is like 12 minutes away. Right. I mean, I would encourage you um, if you're dealing with grief, e- whether it's recent or whether it's, you know, been a long time to consider Grief Share. Talk to us about Grief Share. It's going to be starting on March 7th, six o'clock Indiana time at First Baptist in Covington. Why is Grief Share so impactful? It's kind of what Terry said
3: about providing a safe place for people to be genuine and mm-hmm. transparent. Grief kind of has a, a connotation like, oh, and I think as Christians, some people think um, I shouldn't be grieving. It should, I should still have the joy of the Lord. Well, you can have the joy of the Lord and still be unhappy. And Grief Share designed to give you a place to share your grief with people who understand it. Mm-hmm. They're going through mm-hmm. it. Uh, I started in Grief Share at Second Church with Bob Harshberger after um, my husband died. My daughter had died, and then my husband died, and I thought, I want to know if I'm doing this right, if I'm grieving correctly. (laughs) Hmm. And fortunately, Bob said after the 13 sessions, would you join me in this? He was the head. He did all the the thinking and talking and telling people what to do, and I was the heart. (laughs) And together, we made a pretty good team. You did. We did. We made a good team. Um I think in this in this culture we're pretty inadequately prepared to deal mm-hmm. with grief. Uh, when my dad died, I had to do a kindergarten program the night we buried him life went on Mm -hmm. other countries take time to adequately grieve and we stuff it down and Mm -hmm. when we do we don't move we get stuck in that grief and it Mm -hmm. can be an awful thing so grief share not only helps you to process your own grief but it prepares you to deal with the people that you're going to meet in the future who are grieving so you're not just a container for your grief but you're a conduit Mm. so that you can comfort other people um it it's just good. It's good. I've done it probably – if it's a 13-week session, I have probably done it 50 times because sometimes I did it four times a year at two different churches, wow. twice a year. Every time I do it, I still take notes. And I still hear something that mm-hmm. is meaningful to me. And I might look back later and say, well, you wrote that down two times. Well, the third time I got it. Mm-hmm. And, it and I would say if you've even gone through grief share before, it's good to go through it sometimes the second right. time because you are in a different place mm-hmm in your grief Mm -hmm. and you will hear something different that will speak to you again it's a safe place we do not leave and talk about Mm -hmm. each other's Mm -hmm. grief Mm -hmm. we just share and it's aptly named i like to think if i were carrying 200 pounds on my shoulders and someone came along and said let me take 25 of that oh that would help Mm. that would lighten the load and so we just involve people in sharing.
1: Hmm. So if that speaks to you, get yourself to First Baptist. They have to sign up or can they just show up? They can show up. First Baptist hmm. in Covington, March 7th at 6 o'clock. Let's change the subject. Bean, not only are you keeping a business running here in Illinois, but you are helping to care for your aging parents in Virginia. Hmm. Tell us some of the things you have learned as you're kind of splitting your life in half, taking care of your parents.
4: Oh, my. Um, I've <laughs> learned <laughs> I've learned a lot about the aging process. Yeah. Um, I've learned a lot about patience and grace. Mm-hmm. You just, you just have to be patient. Mm-hmm. Um, and what, what I'm trying to do with my parents is let them, even when it seems like they're not capable of making their own decisions, let them make as many decisions on their own as they can until they can't mm-hmm. and that keeps them a sense of purpose mm-hmm. um so yeah i'm a, a week in virginia typically in or four or five days and then uh, back here every other week so mm-hmm. it's a lot but they're uh they're worth it mm-hmm. w- worth every moment yeah <laughs>
1: You know, at uh, Second, we just celebrated Sanctity of Life Sunday just mm-hmm. a few weeks ago, and and we talked about the fact that Christians tend to just talk about the baby in the womb, no abortion, but I, I brought up the fact, because I'm in hospice care now, that aging is difficult. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. we think oh, old people are wise, but mm-hmm. old people are facing things for the first time as well. Right, it's the first right. time you're eighty, right, Mom? You just turned eighty. It's right, I've never been this old before. <laughs> <laughs> and so there there are difficulties and challenges that elderly people face that are hard. Mm-hmm. And so I think, you know, us younger people, like what you're doing with your parents is an amazing thing. You're coming alongside of them. And I mm-hmm. see a lot of people in nursing homes that don't have support. They don't have anybody right. there to help them. And so I think, I think it's a good thing that you're doing. You're putting a lot of miles on your car or your truck and kind of splitting your life in half. But I think it's an important thing to do um, for that aging population. Right. You know, well, and I'm, lucky, add, I'm
4: lucky to have mm-hmm. uh, friends and employees and family members who allow me to be able, because most people can't do right. what I do. I mean, I would have to bring them here with me or put them somewhere and, I'm just very, very fortunate with the people surrounding me.
1: Right, right. Well, good stuff. I've been... You know, I'm, I'm glad to hear what's going on in all of your lives, not just in your place of employment, but other things that you're doing. Mom, I mean, I, Grief Share is just so important, oh, and yeah. you are so good at it. And so I'd encourage... And can I say one thing yeah, about Grief Share? Yeah. The
2: the thing that I, that I recognize is this is going to happen at First Baptist in Covington. I know Second has offered it yeah. at the church. And we will Crossroads we just, has offered it yeah, at the church. Yeah. And one of the things people don't understand is that if somebody comes to me uh, or somebody at Second and says... I'm dealing with grief. Mm -hmm. We're going to refer people to these other churches. Yes. We, we are the church together. And this is a perfect example of if it's not offered at your church, don't think it's not for you. Right. Because there, there's power when we gather together, and we can learn a lot from each other. So I would encourage you to check that out in Covington for and sure. And sometimes
1: I think it can even be more effective when it's not your own church. Right. When you are going to Grief Share and you're listening to other people's very difficult stories, and then you see them in church, I would think that, I mean, it can be a good thing, but it could also be a hard thing. So I think there's a benefit sometimes going to a different church. Mom, would you agree yes, with that? Yes, I agree. I, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good stuff. Hey, we're going to take a break here. When we come back, I'm going to bring back the history segment that Greg Taylor, you know, did for weeks. And then all of a sudden it just dropped off. I don't know why, but I'm going to bring it back and we're going to talk about some interesting moments in history when we come back after this break.
5: with a name like Hall of Fame,
1: it's gonna be great.
0: Robinson Chiropractic wants you to know that you're never too young or old to benefit from chiropractic care. Robinson Chiropractic can help increase your mobility and range of motion. Plus, regular alignments just make you feel better. Come get acquainted today. Robinson Chiropractic is located at the corner of Vermillion and Poland Road in Danville, also in Hoopston, Westville and Watsika. Make an appointment today at robchiro.com. That's R-O-B-C-H-I-R-O dot
6: Lakewood Insurance Agency can fulfill your farm and business insurance needs. As a result of our expertise in the insurance industry, we carefully examine your current coverages and recommend options best for your operation. Whether we insure you domestically or directly with Lloyds of London, Lakewood has the experience to provide the best insurance for you. Service is most important in our agency. Bill and Mary Lou Knight and Justin Silver have your best interests at heart. Find Lakewood Insurance Agency on Facebook or call 217-260-5647. You're
0: listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN.
1: And welcome back to Direct Line. Garrett, our sound guy, his stomach was growling, so he left during the break. He said, I got to go get some food, and he came back with two Hershey kisses. (laughs) I don't think that's going to do much for your (laughs) stomach, Garrett, but I'm glad... I'm glad you found something. Hey, before we talk about um, this history segment, let's talk a little bit about Easter. Easter is five and a half weeks away. It's time to get ready. Anything happening at Crossroads that you know of that they're getting ready? I mean...
2: I I heard we might talk about the resurrection for Easter. (laughs) There's a rumor that the preacher may talk about the resurrection, but... (laughs) Uh, I'm ex- I'm always excited about Easter. Well,
1: you you know you spent many years at Second. And oh, you know yeah. that we always go to the the arena, and we're getting ready to do that. The choir is coming back this Wonderful. year, so I'm excited about that. And we always have baptisms, and so um, I just think it's a good time uh, to say to our listeners: if you're not involved in a church. Go to church now. Don't wait till Easter Sunday, right. because many churches, I think, are doing series that mm-hmm. are leading up to Easter, which would make Easter more meaningful. So right. I would encourage you to go to Crossroads, go to any any church, just find right. a church, get to a church, yep. and get ready for Easter season by being at church. Well, let's let's talk about some history segments. On this day, February 21st in 1848, Karl Marx and Frederick Engels published the Communist Manifesto. Have any Have you read it?
3: had to read it in school i think
1: you did oh, i have not read it being i heard you talking in my office uh, you're on the worship team and some of the people in my office on sunday morning we're talking about communism and other isms is america heading toward isms away from capitalism yeah,
4: socialism is definitely on the march at the moment um i think we've always had kind of a pendulum swing mm-hmm. we go towards you know the conservative side and then the more leftist views and I mean, every time it swung, it was a little more left. Mm-hmm. I think uh, we've gone drastically that way, and someone has grabbed a hold of the pendulum and not letting it swing back the other way. So uh, the short answer is yes, and God help us.
1: February 21st, 1945, during World War II, during the Battle of Iwo Jima, Japanese kamikaze planes sink the escort carrier at the USS Bismarck Sea and damage the USS Saratoga. Do any of you think we're on the brink of World War Three? Terry, uh,
2: I think World War Three is much different than past World Wars. Uh, I think techno- technology has updated things, and we deal with a lot more. Um, we won't go into the details, but you know, you are talking about elections Mm -hmm. and things like that, Mm -hmm. people getting involved and attacks happening that way. We still see the physical war taking place in many places, Mm -hmm. but a lot of the the battles now are, are through technology or through cyberspace Mm -hmm. and things like that. And I I think we're definitely in a a challenging place. I think the U S is, is in a place where we've got to be prepared and, uh, be prepared to defend ourselves.
1: I think it's hard when you have open borders and people are pouring in that you don't know from what part of the world they're coming from and what their intentions are. Mom, what do you think? I agree. I agree with that. Yeah. Well, let's, let's go to a lighter subject. February 21st, 1927, Irma Bombeck was born. Terry, do you even know who Irma Bombeck <laughs> yeah, is? Yes,
2: I have heard that name before. You've heard that name? Yeah.
1: Mom, you are kind of like an Irma Bombeck. Have you ever heard that before? I'm not that old. Let's see, in 20... Yeah, she would have been several years older. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's, she's no longer with us. Right. But some people might not have experienced your comic relief, Mom. Do you have any gigs coming up?
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, let me tell you about this. You, you may think it's unusual. We talked that I, I do grief share. Uh-huh. But then on the other end of that spectrum, I, loved, I, I did stand-up comedy. I uh-huh. love doing that. <laughs> and it seems kind of unusual. You use the term when you introduce this as comic relief, and I like to think of a, a continuum. There's grief on one end, which is a release mm-hmm. for an emotion, mm-hmm. and then humor. Bible says that laughter doeth good like a medicine. It's yeah. good. We don't live on either one of those ends of the spectrum. We live more like in the middle. Mm-hmm. But there's nothing wrong with grieving, and there's nothing wrong with a little bit of comedy. I've lost my audience. Most of them are dead. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't do this much much anymore but I really loved just standing up and being funny and people laughing and just to see the this change even in their expression so I can see it on both ends I can weep with people I can smile and laugh with people well you know
1: if you get a gig out of this interview I should get a part of the proceeds because I was kind of like your manager for
3: okay i'll keep mm-hmm. that, that.
1: In, I'll keep that in
3: mind I think you've had several. <laughs> several pieces of <laughs> I, uh, <yeah. laughs> your inheritance <laughs> yeah
1: since i'm the only one left i i'm gonna get it all anyway so anyway do all you right. want it now or later <laughs> just keep it coming trickling uh, okay. at me which you do anyway okay and then february 21st 2018 billy graham probably the most i would say influential preacher in history i would say he probably was because i think the fact is that he presented the gospel to more people probably than any other man. Billy Graham died on February 21st, 2018. And So I read about Billy Graham, and I, I, I found some interesting facts about him. He, um, you know, he he made ties between the Catholic Church and Protestants, and I think he worked really hard to do that. Another fact: he he liked to play Tarzan when he was a kid, and according to his father, yelling like Tarzan his father said that probably led him to become a minister. Graham was 15 when the prohibition ended in 1933, and his father forced him and his sister Catherine to drink beer until they became sick. So this created an aversion that the two siblings avoided alcohol and drugs for the rest of their life. The most interesting fact that I find is that I have something in common with Billy Graham, Mom. I did not know this. Billy Graham attended Bob Jones College, which we know, in our Baptist background, very uh, conservative. And after one semester he found that the rules were too legalistic and he dropped out and i'm i i would not have made it i wouldn't have made it a week we didn't send you there because we knew you wouldn't make it. <laughs> i mean i don't know what rules he found too legalistic but i would have been kissing boys and they would have kicked me out so anyway so she went um, somewhere else and kissed them <laughs> Whoa. i did not know he was a college president northwestern bible college in minneapolis he um, intended to become a chaplain for the armed forces, but he got the mumps after he applied, so he could not be in the, the armed forces. He worked hard to tear down segregation. His Some of his earlier um, rallies, they they were segregated, and he, he he told two ushers, leave the barriers down or you can go and have the revival without me. He Another quote, he said, um, three-fifths of the world is not white. They are rising all over the world. We have been proud and thought we were better than any other race, any other people. And ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that we are going to stumble into hell because of our pride. I just think he was a a fascinating man. He was um, one of four people who were not uh, politicians who got to lie in state. Did you guys know that?
4: Mm -hmm.
1: Who are the other three? I don't know. I don't either. I need to find that out. I don't know yeah, who the other thing people I don't know. I don't remember that. I found that interesting ab- that did, about though. Billy Graham. Yeah. And so those are the um, events of the, you know, from this day in history. But let's talk about the good news segment. On Sunday, I'm going to get on an airplane. I'm going to leave church early and get on an airplane. I'm going to fly to Florida and go see my grandkids. Let's talk about the blessing of grandkids. Terry, you don't get to say anything because you don't have any yet. But I'm excited to go see I have one that's turning one and I'm gonna go have a birthday party. Mom, your grandkids are grown. Talk about them. And they're my kids, so you have to be careful what you say, but well the question
3: was what's the best thing about being a grandparent? Yeah. I'm experiencing it in one respect right now. <clears throat> my granddaughter, I've prayed for her for a long, long time. And I see God working in her life. Mm. Right now, she and I, every day, read the proverb, the book of Proverbs, the one that corresponds to the date. Mm-hmm. So today we're on the 21st, and then we share the verse that stands out to each of us. Mm. And what a joy to hear, to see what she is getting out of that. She picks out a verse and then she explains it to me. It's It's wonderful, and I guess that's probably what... I'm enjoying the most is mm. watching spiritual growth in my grandchildren. Wow. Watching wow. them walk with the Lord. Mm. Wow. I have no greater joy than this.
1: Mm.
3: Wow. Bean, how about you? How See, many I, do...
4: I'm still in the <laughs> infancy stage of, of this. Mm-hmm. But I'll just say I only thought I knew what love was until they came along. Yeah. It's a whole different level of um, emotion that you that you experience with them and
1: Yeah. Mom, is does it get better? I mean, obviously, I guess it does. I mean, you, my kids, obviously, you were around when they were young. I thought you were such a great grandparent. As they're growing, I think what makes it better is because you've you've seen the hard things that they've gone through. And you've known this could go very badly. Yes,
3: (laughs) yes. But now there's a relationship. The relationship Mm -hmm. changes as they grow older. Mm -hmm. And it changes as I grow older. Mm -hmm. When we go to Florida... There's four generations in that house. (laughs) Mm. That's a lot of generation gap.
4: Right, sure. Mm. Mm.
3: And I can't keep up anymore like I used to, (laughs) so I have to do something different. And that's why getting to to text with Olivia every morning Mm. about a Bible verse that is speaking to her and one that's speaking to me, it changes. The relationship changes, Mm. but it's still good. Mm. And I would say to any grandparent out there. Don't don't ever give up praying for your grandkids. Mm-hmm. Just keep praying because God has a plan. Mm-hmm.
1: And I don't think my son Riley is listening, but if he were, you left him out.
3: No, I <laughs> said they're, they're both spiritually. Things are yeah. happening yeah. in their lives. Mm-hmm. They're going to church, and I'm yeah. thankful for that. Yeah. There was a time when that wasn't didn't seem to be too important. Mm-hmm. But you just keep on. Uh, Hopefully, set a good example and Mm -hmm. pray. Pray Mm -hmm. for those Mm -hmm. children Mm -hmm. and grandchildren. Now I got great grandchildren to pray for. Mm -hmm. My prayer for them is that when they're very young, they'll know that they are sinners and they need a savior. Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. And any any upcoming grandchildren in your future, Terry, that you can see. Nobody's getting married yet, or anything going on. Not.
2: No plans for nothing.
1: Well, I can't think of a better way to end our time together just by saying, I agree, grandchildren are wonderful. It's a love like none other. And so I'm going to get on a plane and I'm going to see mine on Sunday. And uh, Greg will be back with us. In fact, I think he spent some time with his grandbaby, um, you know, this past week. And he'll be back with us next Wednesday. He and I will be both back together. And so we encourage you to get to church this weekend. Go to church this Sunday. And uh, then come back and join us next Wednesday morning for direct line at 8 o'clock. And we'll see you then.